Right, good morning. Uh, this morning's class is dedicated in loving memory of Rafael Ben Rachel and Ruth Bat Gilson. We should only learn the lessons that Eli taught us just a moment ago and many more from these two wonderful people. Uh, the parashat this week is parashat Bo, and of course it describes the final three makot and then the beginnings of liberation, of freedom from Egypt. And as we read about the future perspective, but even what they were to do upon leaving Egypt in the early stages, well, the Torah describes what would become the holiday of Pesach. And in telling us about it, there are words that are used to describe it, which have become household words for all of us when we talk about holidays. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands the people then, Ubayom Harishon Mikra Kodesh, Ubayom HaShiv'i Mikra Kodesh Yehiyelachem. What are those words? Mikra Kodesh mean. Likro means to call out. Kodesh, of course, means holiness, sanctity. The first day and the last day are days on which you'll call out holiness. What does it mean to call out holiness? It's what we would say today, Yom Tov, but the words of the Torah, calling out holiness, are very telling. And Rashi, quoting from Midrash Mechiltai, says, Mikra Shem Davar, Kera Oto Kodesh, call out, proclaim it holy. How so? Le'achila. With eating, drinking, and clothing. That's an amazing thing. I know, I see your eyes, Sammy. No, not your type of drinking, other type of drinking. Uh, but that's the description here. Uh, now, that's, that's a very interesting description of the Midrash, which Rashi is citing. In truth, Ramban Nachmani, in his commentary, suggests something a bit different. The day is to be sanctified through reading Torah publicly praying as a congregation, and matters that you and I might innately, naturally, define as holy. Those are holy things when we study Torah, when we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Eating, drinking, and clothing, those are the descriptions, the most material, this-worldly realities that the rabbis found for what does Yom Tov mean? It's eating, drinking, and dressing fancy or nicely? But maybe, I believe, there's a message inherent in those words of the rabbis as they pinpoint true sanctity, highest level holiness. It's not through the separation from this world only where we study Torah and we pray to God. It's moreover in the regular, seemingly mundane activities where we find true holiness and sanctity. It's when we eat and drink on the holiday, but on any day of our life, if we do it right, We've elevated something which could be self-serving to turning it into a way of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Clothing, if done right, can be something which is the source of sanctity, holiness, connectedness, as opposed to removal from that. In truth, when you think about the holiday of Pesach, there's an interesting halacha, the Mishnah, and in turn the Gemara and Masechet Pesachim and Daf describes how and what you should bake uh, in the ingredients of the matzah. So you might imagine, if I were to think about this as an outsider, I would say you can't eat hametz on Pesach, so make certain anything which is even close to hametz keep out of your matzah. How do you make hametz? The five grains the rabbis describe. Make certain that your matzah is only gluten-free. Make certain your matzah is only made out of rice or things of that matter. Instead, the halacha is quite the opposite. The only way to make proper matzah 
is through using those same grains which could, if left around and left to rise, would make hamet. <coughs> Once again, it's a surprising description. I'd imagine I want my holy bread, not my holy water. I want my holy bread. It's got to be removed from involvement in this world, removed from the hamet, which the rabbis in Berachot and Daf Yotzayim even imagine as yetzer hara. Instead, it's go straight at it. Understand that's your this-worldly challenge. Take it, but elevate it. Turn it from something which can be etzer hara, something taking you away from proper focus. Turn it into appropriate focus. I'm inspired from just a moment ago Eli's description of his father, but think about the description again. It's matters of financial and monetary engagement in this world. You might imagine, stay away from that. Stay involved only in the spiritual, strictly and purely spiritual domain. Instead, realize the opportunity, the potential that's latent in such engagements. If you do it right, if you act straight, if you're honest in that engagement, if you're involved in it in a way, l'shem shamayim, you've taken something which could have been so distant from holiness and been kore kodesh, mikra kodesh. Holiday, then, is the paradigm for the lives that we can and should be living. The Gemara in Pesachim and Daf Mem Gimal, in fact, derives the obligation of women in Masa from Kol Shiyeshno Bebal Tochal Hamet, Yeshno Bekum Echol Masa. If you're not allowed to eat Mahamet, women, so too you have to eat Masa. What does one have to do with the other unless they're completely interlinked? One is the way that you lead to the other. Understand what Hamet represents and don't overcome it by running away from it. Understand the challenges in this world. Don't cloister and remove yourself from it. Engage in it, but find within it the opportunity for Kiddushah, for sanctity, for holiness. The Gemara later in Masechet Pesachim, along the lines, well, let's go through all of Masechet Pesachim, and Daf Samechet has the famous Mahloket, we learned it last year in Betzah and Daf Tetvav, between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Li'ezer. What are you supposed to do on a holiday, on that Mikra Kodesh day? What's the best way to celebrate the holiday? Says Rabbi Li'ezer, O kulo lachem, O kulo lahashem. Either you entirely uh, dedicate it to God, Torah, Tefillah, or entirely to eating, drinking, and being merry. That's Rabbi Li'ezer. Rabbi Yoshua says, Halekehu. Separate it, split it. We like that one. Then the Gemara says, but everyone agrees when it comes to Shavuot, when it comes to Shavuot, that you have to split it. You need the angle of Lachem. Why so? Quite the opposite. The Gemara, why Shavuot different? Yom Torah. It's the day in which the Torah was given. I would have imagined it's the opposite. The day of the giving of the Torah is the day on which we would say, Kulola Hashem. It's not the day on which I'm engaged in my own involvement. Unless that's the point of the Torah. The Torah which we're developing and understanding as we're about to leave Egypt is teaching us, Mikra Kodesh. Live in this world. Realize what you're doing in the this-worldly material experience. But sanctify it. Be kore kodesh. Call out and cry out and realize the opportunity to raise up everything that you're doing. We left Egypt. But right before leaving Egypt, we had a night. It was known as Leil Shimurim. We'll read about it in Parashat Bo as well. Leil Shimurim. The rabbis imagine it as the night on which it's Mishumar Min Hamazikim. It's a day on which uh, we're not harmed in any way. Uh, the Torah describes it as a time in which we have this connectedness to God. Am Yisrael and God on that night. 
How would you spend, how would you imagine the night on which Am Yisrael, every member of the nations, going to envision themselves as sitting together with God? How are they sitting together with God? I would have said it's going to be like the Esther vision. Sumu alai, al tuchlu, al tishtu, shaloshit make certain for several days, you're not going to eat, you're not going to drink. That's how we connect today. We fast, a Kippur experience. Instead, slaughter a korban Pesach. Eat it, indulge, make certain nothing's left over for the morning. Sefer HaChinuch imagines that as eat it like monarchy, like royalty. That's the day of Leil Shimurim. The day on which we're connecting to God is through eating and being together with family, seated and indulging, unless that is again and again the message of Mikra Kodesh a lesson of Yesiyat Misraim and of Korban Pesach. If we are to, in our everyday lives, learn the lesson of Parashat Bo, learn the lesson of what it means to achieve Kiddusha, it's not merely, although it is as well, through the study of Torah and engagement in Tefillah, but it's more than that. It's when you step out of the Knis. It's when you're outside of the class. It's when you're at home, on the street, in the business room, in any and every step in between. It's saying, well, what's my mission? How can I take this food and turn it into a matter of Kiddushah? How can I take this smart water drink and turn it into a reality of holiness as well? How can I take my clothing and appreciate them not merely as a way of showing off what I have or what I look like, but turn it into a matter which is meaningful? It's a challenge. The challenge then is so much greater that you may have imagined it beforehand. If the challenge was merely just study Torah and pray all your life, I have to get to that and I'll enter into that. If the challenge is otherwise, Mikra Kodesh, live in this world, experience the business and the work and the family, but find within it Kiddushah, as Rashi tells us in the parasha. Well, that's a greater challenge, but it's a challenge which each of us can and should set our minds to. I'll just conclude with the first word in the Torah. The first word in the Torah is the word Bereshit. And based on a diktuk, a grammar difficulty, Rashi suggests from the Midrash that the word Bereshit doesn't mean in the beginning of, but rather for the Reshit, for the beginning. What's for the beginning? The creation of the world was for the beginning. Rashi quotes two of the opinions of the rabbis. The beginning refers to Am Yisrael, a pasuk that says Yisrael. Beautiful description. God created heavens and earth for Am Yisrael. Beautiful. Second interpretation Rashi has, it's for the Torah, because Torah is also known as Reshit. Fantastic. The world was created for that. If you open up to the Midrash, which Rashi does inside, it says Reshit is also Hala. Hala is a pasuk in parashat shelah, that reshit arisotechem, when you need bread, you have to take some of that out. Uh, reshit might also be bikurim, the beginning of parashat kitabo, bikurim are known as reshit peri, it's the beginning of the fruits of the ground. That's what the world was created for. I mean, again, you started me off with Am Yisrael, with Torah, that's the purpose of the Torah, for hala, for the bread on the table, oh, this bread's not so bad, but I mean, for the Saudashili sheet bread, that's where you saw the creation of the world. Uh, for the uh, for the bikurim, for the uh, for the fruit that we have left over at uh, not any longer, Gabe, not any longer. That, that's, I mean, it's one thing if it was Uri's fruit, but it's fruit. I mean, come on, what? That's the creation of the world, unless it's the same lesson. Hafrashat halal means taking from my bread and sanctifying it. 
realizing holiness in it. Bikurim means taking all my, in, my, all my goods, my inventory, my produce, the fruit on the table, and realizing there's holiness, not only indulgence and excitement, I can find in this a connectedness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mikra Kodesh, in short, Korban Pesach, in the more developed sense, Hametz, Matzah, Parashat Bo has a lesson to each of us in how to live life. Live life where you integrate and understand the connectedness between the material, the physical, and the spiritual, the Ruhani. Understand that we oftentimes separate them, assuming, Ma'achal, Mishteh, Kesut, that's what I do in my free time. Uh, my Kodesh things is when I spend other moments of connectedness understand that they can and must be in every act, every step of our lives, integrated, realized, and understood to be one. That's what it means to have a Kodesh life. It's a life in which everything I look at, everything I approach, I'm able to be Kore Kodesh, to cry out, describe, understand, see it through the lenses and perspective of holiness, connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.